Hello, everyone, and welcome to another great episode of the Joy of Financial Planning podcast. The topics of this podcast are a complement to the book, Joy of Financial Planning, available at Amazon, Amazon Amazon.com, and all fine booksellers, of course. Joy of Financial Planning is about the belief that we can overcome the unique economic and life challenges we face as a generation. We believe we can do this by first getting our economic house in order. In fact, we have no other choice. We must grow our wealth, follow our passions, and live with compassion to find creative ways to achieve our own version of the American dream. At least that's what I believe. This episode and others in this series is a transcription of this month's letter to stakeholders I write for the wealth management clients of Jason Howell Company and our broader community network. Go to jasonhowell.com slash blog for additional insights, episode links, or just to contact us. In this episode, I make reference to the historic nature of bonds and stocks falling at the same time, oil prices going up, then down, maybe up again, and how corporate engagement may have an effect on the Supreme Court's ruling that reversed 1973's Roe v. Wade decision. Oh yeah. Please send your feedback to jason at jasonhowell.com and give this episode a rating, especially on Apple Podcasts, if that's the kind of thing you do. For more about my unique brand of family wealth management, I should say our unique brand, both my business partner and I, just go to jasonhowell.com. And now for the show. Friday, July 8th, 1.36 p.m. Eastern. We're finally done with the first half of 2022. Good riddance. As you may have heard and may have seen reflected in your portfolio, the financial market declines in the first half of this year have been historic. Stocks haven't fallen this fast to start a calendar year since 1970. Bonds have never fallen this much, a little over minus 10% to start a year. So what's a long-term investor to do? Try to understand what's happening. A big part of what we try to do in these letters is to translate what's happening in the global economy and how it affects you. We also foreshadow what we plan to do. This year so far, both stocks and bonds are down rebalancing your portfolio does nothing in this scenario. Instead, we are analyzing this rare occurrence so we can be ready to make trades as an opportune time or at an opportune time. At the beginning of the year, stock traders, quote unquote, rightly predicted that commodities, specifically energy-related oil companies, were the place to invest. At one point, the broad market was down minus 18% while the XLE ETF, made of mostly Exxon and Chevron stock, was up more than 40%. Wow. We invest your portfolio without fossil fuels, so short term, this made our strategy look pretty bad. Then over this past month, commodities, including energy, have plummeted. That same XLE ETF, specifically, has gone down minus 23%. The stock market gives and takes away, which reinforces why we don't try to chase returns. 
Over the past few trading days, the stock market has been up about 4% compared to being down 20% for the year. The good news is you have recaptured one-fifth of this year's losses in this month's first seven days. It can happen that fast. This is also why we keep you invested rather than trying to time in and out of the market. The bad news is you might have to see more ebbs and flows volatility before your account can predictably march back up. So why more volatility? Well, before last fall, the average stock price of the largest 500 companies, that's the S&P 500 in the stock market, compared to their earnings was historically high. So again, the largest 500 companies in the stock market, that's a reference to the index, the S&P 500, or I should put that another way, the S&P 500, you hear it being up or down, that is a reference to the largest 500 companies in the stock market. And so the stock price over the past uh, couple of years or so has shown that the earnings, well, compared to earnings, the stock price was high. So how do we, how do we say, how do we gauge that the stock price is high compared to earnings? Well, this comparison of stock price to company earnings is put into a ratio called the, wait for it, cyclically adjusted price earnings ratio, the CAPE. The higher this number, the CAPE, above the average, and the average is about 16, the higher the likelihood the stock market will fall down to its average. And so at the end of 2021, the CAPE was about 38, and now it's about 30. 30 is obviously lower than 38, but higher than that average I just mentioned of 16. In fact, it's almost 2x higher. Does that mean the stock market must go down to its average this year? Probably not. But over the next few weeks, more companies will report their earnings. And based on those numbers, the market will react. Now, last month's letter to stakeholders detailed how even the inventor of the gross domestic product GDP indicator believed it was a terrible way to measure overall economic wellness. The word recession, regardless, is typically measured by two negative three-month periods or quarters of GDP, gross domestic product. There is a real-time debate by economists about whether we will have a recession, how big it could be, and when it will start. Remember that your wellness, according to last month's letter to stakeholders, is not determined by the short-term swings of GDP, gross domestic product. In the long run, neither is your retirement. If all this sounds interesting but confusing, take comfort. There's an article in The Atlantic that explains why being confused about this, year, this year's economy puts you in good company. I'll put the uh, article link in the show notes. Finally, our stakeholder spotlight for the month. Today's spotlight or this month's spotlight is on Change Finance's president and COO, Dorit Lowson. Earlier this week, or actually last week when I recorded this, um, Dorit took some time to explain how her fund, which is the uh, CHGX fund under Change Finance and now under a larger company, is leading the fight against policies that restrict reproductive health. Last month's Supreme Court ruling that reversed the 1973 Roe v. Wade decision has provided many businesses with new, difficult, exciting decisions. I'm sure they're so happy to deal with this. 
employees, customers, and investors are asking their corporate leaders to express their opinion on an issue where those same corporate leaders know some of those investors and employees and customers will disagree. How does the role of finance participate in this conversation? Dorrit explained in detail the role of corporate engagement, that's by you and I and fund families, and proxy voting, which is again by you and I possibly and fund families like, or funds like CHGX, that more often than not can tilt the balance for how our corporate leaders make decisions. As an investor who enjoys the benefit of applying environmental, social, and governance factors to their investment funds, you will enjoy hearing how the system works. Watch or listen to the discussion, again, from last week. And again, I'll put a link in the show notes for you to uh, listen to Dort Lowson. I'll probably also be posting that audio for this podcast as well. With that, I yield the balance of your day. Have a meaningful week and the rest of July.